doing? God, don't take your clothes off. My first impulse was to go down and rescue him, but as I learned on our second date, that would be codependent. Still, I felt I had to do something. Hi, Sarah. <laughs> Hi, welcome back to the Mirandas. We are back with our regularly scheduled programming. I know it was different the last episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. How's it feel to be recording, Gil? It feels weird because I was like, gosh, the last time like an episode came out and I was like, well, I guess technically it came out two weeks ago, but that was Tipsy Scoop, which was so much fun. Um, but the last time, the last episode we did, which was Shortcomings, was, I guess, almost a month ago. I know. I know. So we got to catch our listeners up. Um, what did you think We're of the still, episode? Kind of, well, okay, gut I, reaction. Gut reaction. I loved this episode. Are you was, insane? <laughs> <laughs> nope. I'm I not. am just I'm... letting you know that this is my lowest rated episode. What? Yeah. I know I don't want to do the score just yet, but I rated this very highly. I have my score ready. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So. Well, maybe we'll change after our discussion. I know. Maybe I'll go the opposite way. Well, for anybody who is following along through season two, I know we took kind of a, it's been a little bit of break since our last episode, but we are on season two, episode 16. Was it good for you? This is the third episode. This is the, we have three more episodes until the season is over. So um, I'm kind of surprised that you didn't like it because the end of season two is so good. This is kind of a filler episode. Well, this was, that's, here's the thing. It was a filler episode. And just as a side note, like, I cannot believe that Natasha is going to be back on the boot reboot. We talked about this, but, like, I'm in shock. Okay, absolutely shocking. First off, Instagram and the Sex and, the, <clears throat> Sex and the City reboot, I feel like I'm, like, watching it, the show. It's, like, a live taping of it because I see all these scenes from it. And to it's- see Natasha, like, I feel like that would have been a really cool surprise on the show and then you know fucking like i wonder media. if they anticipated this much social media like stalking of the remake like because it's getting to the point where it's like i mean maybe this was all a publicity stunt but like literally we know who's like we we are already seeing so many visuals just on instagram of like the filming and like meanwhile i'm on different casting websites because i do voiceover on the side and so i literally just saw an audition looking for extras august 2nd and 3rd for um and just like that i guess that's what it's called and so like i've been seeing a bunch of those things come through so it's just like i think this is just gonna be a hot dumpster fire once it (laughs) finally comes out there's just so much obsession with it right now that you know we're gonna be disappointed i'm wondering should we do like a live watch of it like you 100 percent, and then that we'll do a live podcast 100 we'll give our feedback as we watch it some of the things i i'm so interested in are the children that are on the oh my show gosh. because like brady is of college age he's a young man like i saw him today on instagram and he's like wait what super... you saw that too they showed yeah, that and like allegedly <gasps> him the theory is that lily um charlotte's daughter and brady have a thing Oh my God, stop. I mean, I think that's actually a great plot line. And I think they, I think they need that plot line because we just need some young love, you know, 
Like I it's, know. I'm, I mean, I, I, I'm just not going to buy all this like Carrie, you know, like the yeah. whole show centered on like being single and dating and it's just like not the same with like Carrie Bradshaw now. I know. I think that's why they didn't call it sex in the city because I don't think there's a lot of sex. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> are we going to be like watching like Brady and Lily like <laughs> sex? Oh my god, that would be sacrilegious. <laughs> Remember, like seems Steve's very mom, wrong. Brady. Yeah, it <laughs> seems so wrong. It does, but the yeah, some of the spoilers that I've seen so far. I'm, I mean, I'm obviously intrigued to watch it, but the the Natasha kind of flashes that I've seen on Instagram. Clearly, there's some sort of thing between her and Carrie. From yeah, there's the little pieces I've put together. Oh my god, I I can just predict right now what they're gonna do. But then okay, Natasha what's your Carey. prediction? It's gonna be like oh, after all these years that's gone by, it's gonna be like a woman supporting woman thing, you know? Like they're trying to be like, you know, trendy and like yeah, like okay. I, I feel like it's gonna be in that vein. Like they can't be like enemies anymore. There's no way they're gonna be like enemies so you think they've buried the hatch hatchet natasha has forgiven carrie and the scene with um uh natasha and carrie what i'm thinking is happening is that natasha is in a window carrie's watching from what Mm. i've pieced together on instagram there is some sort of thing where the girls like run away when they see natasha which is reminiscent of i think season beginning of season three and two because natasha is a character that we're going to be introduced to on the podcast i know two episodes i'm very excited i'm really excited to i think we should like try to kind of make some predictions along the line as we record those episodes because i have absolutely i have to say when natasha comes into the series i think it's like actually my favorite uh like pivot points of the series because like it's it's so one it's just so interesting how like Carrie I know we're not even there yet. I know that that's not this episode. I just find it so interesting how Carrie tries to like carry herself so to speak through the episode like through cheating and like between the self comparison of Natasha versus her and like looks and all of that and then, you know, down the line when she does have an affair with Big and then how she tries to, like, make up for it by, like, taking t- Natasha to lunch. And let- Natasha's like, not only have you ruined my marriage, you've ruined my lunch. Like, yeah. it's so th- – that's just Carrie Tracker left and right in, in, so for me. So Natasha as a character is really fascinating because she exposes all of Carrie's awful qualities. Yes. And – to carry herself to into yeah. other characters into the audience, so Natasha is a really interesting mirror that we can see all of Carrie's vulnerabilities and insecurities really come to light. Because Natasha is not a bad person; she's not a bad character. No. But I remember when watching it, and I can't believe we're getting into this now. But I mean, Natasha yeah. is such a great character to analyze. Um, really disliking her. And yeah. because in a way you're rooting for Carrie and Big, yeah. but they're both kind of awful. But yet you hate um, Natasha like as if she represents kind of the the thing in between what you want. But in I, it's in what, two episodes, I think we're going to see her. So she's kind of like the, the representation of like, I think a lot of people's deep insecurities when it comes to relationships. She's like 
the new she's the one the replacement she's new she's younger she's taller she's arguably prettier to some people she's more refined and polished and poised and like elegant and um also is like probably has maybe less of a personality or i don't know she's she's like as we were talking about with tipsy scoop like she's like um the simple girl right i mean she's at least painted to be that way yeah and i it's i I like what you just said about how you know she represents so much of what people are afraid of when their ex moves on. Right? Yeah. And how, how many times have you been talking to somebody? And I'm definitely guilty mm-hmm. of it where we'll say like, well, you're definitely prettier than her. And whether it's like you are the ex or you're not. Right. And I think we tend to look at your ex's new thing. And the first thing is looks and mm-hmm. this, all the surface things. So Natasha has all the surface things to carry that Carrie doesn't have. Yeah. So I think a lot of people watching the show relate to that vulnerability and anxiety yes, of being yes. less than and being chosen over and so yeah so but this episode is so far from it because carrie is on cloud nine yes. in this episode because she feels too desirable um so should i get into a little summary yes give a little okay. summary so i was thinking about the summary for this and really it centers on desire feeling really desired to not desired enough. Um, and Miranda has like no plot line in this at all, except the terrible last scene that the writers did to her. But in this episode, it starts off with Charlotte sleeping with a guy or she calls making love, which I will get into. And <laughs> she, the guy falls asleep on top of her, which leads her down a spiral of insecurity and not feeling desirable enough. And it leads to the question, like, can someone be bad in bed? And how would you know? Samantha feels very desired in this episode because two, a a gay couple wants to have a threesome with her and Carrie feels insanely desired in this and she becomes almost um, an addiction for a recovering alcoholic who she starts dating and there were so many red flags for that relationship and it's more of a reflection of Carrie for going down that path in this guy. And so, yeah, and then the girls end up going to a tantric sex workshop to help Char- to, you know, do a good thing for Charlotte, which was a pretty funny scene. And, uh, yeah, I think that's kind of – well, as I'm saying the summary, I'm realizing it's not that great of an episode. <laughs> so maybe my opinion of it will change as we're talking about it. I want to hear in one sentence, why did you – or at least initially, did you think that this is a great – like episode i laughed out loud a few times um <laughs> okay no that's legit that's legit <laughs> i loved a few of carrie's outfits yes um, like the fashion to me was really on great point. anytime i see new york represented with beautiful weather i just love it so maybe i'm easily swayed by some sunshine and hey, this episode had it all ambiance it was an ambience. aesthetic it was a great in aesthetics exactly this episode. and then um, I liked Samantha had some, some, there was some wisdom in this episode, both Miranda and Samantha had some yes. great And, um, I thought the, the discussion about desirability and being bad in bed and being wanted and vulnerable, I, I thought there was like actually some meat in it to discuss. I think there's, I think there's great meat in it to discuss. <laughs> No, I actually, no, I agree. And like, I think you might be swaying my opinion. I think for me, the reason why I was like, well, that was shit when I, after watching the episode was because 
it was a filler episode because there was a like a male like lead so to speak in the character with Carrie and he was just kind of like another disposable type of character like um that yeah. and then there was just like another you know thing where Charlotte has yet another guy who you know is, has an issue in bed like it was just starting to hit all these tropes and I want it the series to like move along a little bit you know what I mean yeah it um, does get stuck a little bit the show has a hard time moving past certain things and I, I like that you mentioned that because I don't think I would have noticed that um, <laughs> at all. We're, just, we're just like so like desensitized by Charlotte's bad sexual encounters I know so I think my question is have you ever had somebody fall asleep on top of you while having sex um I don't think so but to be honest like you're like I've fallen I I might have done that. <laughs> I might have been that person. <laughs> or yeah. or it, like both of us. I don't know. I think I I mean definitely some but it was it was a result of like alcohol which is also questionable and depressing and problematic my my thought my first thought was like it's not a big deal it's college everyone has a nice little pass out but i think um the i've never had somebody who was fully conscious before and like had all of their marbles do that and i i I probably would feel insulted unless they maybe like had uh they were not epileptic what's that narcolepsy (laughs) Like, maybe they were, like, suffered from some disorder, but I think I would feel, like, I don't know if I would go down the rabbit hole that Charlotte did. Um, I don't know if I would take it necessarily as a reflection of me. (laughs) But this does lead to the question, and Mm -hmm. um, Carrie asks, you know, if something, if sex is a test, how do you know if we're passing or failing, and how do we know if we're bad in bed? I got to thinking about bed. Are we secretly being graded every time we invite someone to join us in it? A plus, B, B, incomplete? Is making love really nothing more than a pop quiz? And if sex is a test, how do we know if we're passing or failing? How do you know if you're good in bed? Because technically we we rely a lot on other, the partner, the person you're with to give you the feedback if you're bad or good. So I'm curious if you if somebody who's bad in bed knows that they're bad in bed if no one's told them. I don't That's a good question. I don't think anyone knows they're bad in bed. Because we basically have created an entire mm. podcast about guys who we've like who've been not great in bed and so that's why I don't think that they know I don't I know but there must be like I could be you know like you how would you know I'm not Samantha with insane uber confidence well here's the thing like okay so like a lot of it is I, I, I don't like when people say, oh, I'm good in bed or bad in bed. Like, I get, like, to some Who degree. Who tells you they're bad in bed? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, let me rephrase. No, I, don't, I love it. I don't like when someone's like, oh, I'm really good in bed or they were really good in bed. Like, I've totally have said things like that. And, like, sure. that totally is the thing that people say all the time. But if you think about it, it's like a dynamic, it's, it's really should be a dynamic. 
and it's actually like really like gross in my opinion like i hate i hate hookups when it's like clearly this like dude has clearly like practiced all his moves and he's like sticking to like a script and he thinks he's fucking superman like i don't like that that's like college in a nutshell yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's it's pretty much it where it's like i'm not performance yeah where it's very performative and it's not about like the exchange or the interaction or the dynamic or like or like when two becomes one (laughs) becomes one no i think yeah i don't think anyone's necessarily bad or good but it's about chemistry between two people and i think bad and good is relative to the parties who are involved but i I will say this i I, i've been with guys who are who are bad so like (laughs) um has anybody been stabbed before <laughs> with fingers? Like, my God, like, it's terrifying. <laughs> like, that is traumatic when you have somebody who just doesn't know what they're doing. And it's it just is, like. You're right. You're right. I think that, yeah, no, that's a, that's a good. <laughs> and like, you want to forewarn girls, like, don't, don't so, go down the path. It's so bad. But so maybe, in, hey, I don't know. So there was this, um, guy in grad school like so in grad school there we had like just like so many like beautiful different beautiful women like artistic and like there's this guy and like he's so nice but like when he was drunk he would just like obsessively tell us that he was amazing in bed oh my god <laughs> and and, 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 so and <laughs> and in fact he would say i'm really good at sex i'm really good at sex oh. and it's just like this isn't like i don't know like you can be like really good at like doing cartwheels or like <laughs> <laughs> you can be like really good at cooking but like it just felt weird to me that you'd explain that you were you know really good ex- at sex what does that mean that statement implies like (laughs) a solo activity exactly exactly i mean i guess someone could say i'm good at tennis sure so there's a level (laughs) of like you can't play tennis by yourself so like i get the the sentiment but (laughs) at, at what point did you determine that you know maybe it's women telling you i don't know but miranda actually brings this up yes and during during this episode she says (laughs) We can totally feel good about ourselves, and it goes right out the windows when a guy doesn't mirror it for us. So trying to connect this back to to the episode, I'm wondering, like, so much of how we see and view ourselves is from the feedback we've gotten from other people, and sex is such, like, an intimate, vulnerable thing. If you haven't been with a long-term partner in which you've, like, honed these skills, because I think sex in a relationship, like, it's different than any other, like... Yeah. Sex with a stranger is different than sex with, like, your your boyfriend. It's just yeah. a different t- type but of I th- it. And I think a lot of the reason why that is is because, one, it's, like, maybe when if you've been in a relationship, you're more, like, used to communication. Mm-hmm. Um, and, two, it might be you're more used to picking up on other person's body language and body signals and, like, whereas there's some people, like, which we've talked about, <laughs> which is, like where it's like they have no idea you're even there you know it's like (laughs) you're just like there you are an orifice (laughs) you're just a hole (laughs) i'm not a hole (laughs) a hole is a hole Wait, what is that from? Psych- yes, yes, remember that's, that's right. like that's the right. second oh. episode. Yes, yes, yes. I'm not a hole. That's so good. <laughs> Where Smith is like a hole is a hole. 
a hole is a hole. Um, okay, so I... Well, that's actually my Miranda call-out um, that you just named. What are you going to do over there without your job? Eat croissant? Oh, nice. Yeah, where she says, um, because basically just to backtrack, Carrie is, you know, venting about how she, like, got up the confidence to, you know, give a guy her number, which she says she never does. He hadn't called and it had been three days and she was just saying, like, is it because I'm ugly? And, like, one for me, like... Oh my God, Carrie, like you've got to be, that might be a Carrie tracker for me. I don't need professional help. I've got you guys. Yeah, for about another 10 minutes. Absolutely. Can you use your fucking brain for a second? Do you think it's because you're ugly? Do you actually think, (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean? Like you were 30 something. Do you think it's because you're ugly? That's why they didn't call you back. There's a myriad of other reasons why. But she's (laughs) so self-involved that that would be the first thing. Right. And then basically, and that's when Miranda says, it's amazing. We can feel totally good about ourselves and it all goes out the window if the guy doesn't mirror it right back to us. So I think there is something really important there. And which is like, like, I don't know, like, I think it's, yeah, it's self-confidence you know, is, is, it's hard to sustain self-confidence um, in a weird with, way if it's yeah. not externally kind of shown i don't know reassured Reassured. so you actually once and i still have it you made me a little piece of art i kept in my bathroom right and it said um to i see your beauty without a compliment or a mirror and i really love that quote and i think it's something i definitely struggle with because i I think everyone does much on external reassurance and validation you know yeah am i good did i do a good job do you like it do you want me there and it's this constant i know i've struggled with this my whole life yeah really needing it's the ocd part of me like needing reassurance because i don't like the uncertainty of not knowing how the, how someone's feeling where you or stand how, where I stand yeah so in a way although I thought it was insanely pathetic that Carrie asked that <laughs> I did in a way re- I related to that like deep-seated insecurity that can be unroot unrooted un- unearthed when yes. someone rejects you yeah and she's feeling rejected and when someone feels rejected they don't have a strong sense of self-confidence all of that shit is unearthed and you like go to like the bare minimum middle school, I'm ugly. That's why, you know, like you become sixth, seventh grade reject again. But I actually, you're right that that was the scene in which Miranda says that quote, it wasn't to Charlotte. I was, but I I think it's all in the same vein. It's all in the same vein and it connects well. I mean, my God, the writers, they know what they're doing on the show. It's all (laughs) connected. But what did you think about, so for anyone who hasn't watched the episode or doesn't remember it, Carrie starts dating this guy who's an alcoholic. He's very attractive. I thought he was super yeah. cute in this episode. And I was curious that if you met a guy outside of AA, would you find someone as a recovering alcoholic a red flag? Like, no, I, I are you not interested in dating somebody like that? I'm just curious where you how you would fall in, in your interest for this person. For me, I mean – it wouldn't be an issue, but at the same yeah. time, I don't think I've had experience. Like, I, I haven't had, like, such an exact experience, like, in the episode. But I think in general, like, everyone has their own struggles. And I think it's really easy. Or I feel like the people people who go to, like, AA or in recovery, like, I think they're more of the scapegoat when it comes to talking about mental health. 
Like, actually, everyone has their shit, and maybe someone's is more obvious, and it's more out there, and it's more like, I'm a recovering alcoholic, and I go to AA, whereas Carrie, on the other hand, clearly is full, is fucking full of so much, like, baggage. Neuroses, yeah. Neuroses, and it's not, like, explicitly, like, laid out. I mean, unless you look at freaking her relationship with Big through the two movies, I mean, that seems like... A fucking mess, in my opinion. But I mean, and like, she's in financial wreckage. Clearly, like, she may she has a shopping addiction, which is maybe worse than the exactly, addiction. exactly, exactly. And so, like, so no, it would not bothered me because I think again, we all have our issues and shit, and it's like that's just one for one person. And like, I don't think that avoiding alcohol related activities would be a problem for me like i just oh, don't No, i could I'd... give it up any day yeah but, well, but the thing I've is gone through mm-hmm. no what you're gonna say oh i was just gonna say the thing is that's like as you were saying about her shopping addiction is that like the thing i did not like that was so annoying about this episode it was so fucking trite about again how they handle mental health and like where it was like she was constantly like she was acting like she was a fucking psychologist it was like constantly dropping words like oh like obsession and like (laughs) obsessional thinking and like obsessive and like withdrawal and like you know all these things and it's like like, smoking on cigarettes left exactly as she's constantly like has this insane oral fixation where she can't put down a cigarette and clearly has insane spending problems where she's spending shoes beyond her means and it's like that is like so so obsessive in my mind but you call me so i accepted his kind invitation because when you think about it aren't we all in recovery from something drinking drugging our last relationship i know i i thought it was i like that she was open to dating this guy right she didn't write him off yeah. i know a lot of women would yeah um, or people I, I think people yeah, yeah uh, definitely i i would have no problem dating somebody i would have a problem dating somebody who was a like a binge drinker like that yes. would be a bigger issue for me if somebody yes. didn't recognize they had a problem like that i couldn't deal with that somebody who got way too drunk all the time was constantly hungover that to me this but if someone's a recovering alcoholic they recognize they had a problem they did something about it that's kind of attractive it's not necessarily an attractive thing to be a recovering alcoholic but i like people who recognize something and then you know make way to fix it so totally uh, no, i think I yeah yeah and i've gone through periods of not drinking drinking not drinking i've never been an alcoholic but i know the complexities that alcohol can have for people yeah so no i that's would a good point yeah, someone um, who excessively drinks, that's a good point, would be a problem. Oh, yeah, excessively gambles, except like anyone yeah. who's like actively in an addiction, that I couldn't do because it's you can f- get wrapped up in that very, very quickly. Um, but okay, so also another carry tracker when it comes to this guy is that when she runs into him on the street when he's outside of AA oh, and he kind God. of dismisses her. And then she makes this comment like, well, you're with that very attractive guy. And she's making the assumption that he's gay. And it's like a defense. Like, clearly she's, you know, implying, I know you're not interested in me because you're just not interested in women. It's like, (laughs) oh, my God. It's just so (laughs) self-involved. Gary. Listen, 
let me explain. No, 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 I'm embarrassed. You know, you're obviously you're in the middle of a thing with your lover or whoever, oh, no, and I'm no, standing no. there all... I'm not gay. I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> that Oh, my God, so that is such a good Carrie Checker, because, like, yeah, there's something so infantile about that thought process, which is like, well... Like, clearly, like, okay, it was because I'm ugly, but, like, you know, I changed my mind. It's because he's gay. Like, you know, (laughs) it's not that I'm ugly, it's he's gay. And it's like, is there any middle ground or, like, gray, like, complexities here that we're considering at all, you know? Oh, my God. No, there is actually a bunch of Carrie Trackers in this in this episode and i have like a huge one i don't know if we want to go down that path yet but um it has to do with the tantric workshop oh is it when they're all talking during the (laughs) yes and we've talked we've done this tracker where carrie talks during group classes which is beyond obnoxious and her talking during this was just so rude and i love that charlotte was calling them out but that was my big carrie tracker was just the conversations while someone was doing a presentation as a teacher i just didn't that didn't vibe well with me not sit well (laughs) not sit well with the educator (laughs) even though the woman's basically jacking her old husband off still respect (laughs) respect the craft of education the intent of tantric we say sacred sexuality is to experience and merge with the divine i think patrick's addicted to me it's like he's replaced drinking with me I love right. to learn. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. That – okay, would you go to a tantric sex workshop orchestrated by an old Austrian couple, which I can only assume they were? I have been to a tantric sex workshop, but not freaking moderated by a <laughs> Austrian couple. Okay. Do you Mo- moderated by, like, two, like, non-binary, like, <laughs> burners. <laughs> <laughs> fucking oakland (laughs) okay so what was the focus of the workshop was it in a similar vein to this um no it's completely different actually now they think about it um basically yeah dave and i went actually and it was like basically yeah there were some couples there there was like some single people there um the single people i were guys um but not in a creepy way in a way that seemed like I think these guys were probably inexperienced and this is how they were learning. And I kind of loved that because I think that there are some people who, again, who like are such big flexors and like, you know, so performative and it's like, I'm so good at sex. Whereas these seem like these were people who like literally are the exact opposite the single men I'm talking about there who are like there to like literally learn and like take notes, you know? And I thought, I find that like really interesting. In the workshop, there was a lot of like mini exercises that were actually really fun that were like, you know, putting on a blindfold and like using like a feather duster or like a sock to like touch different like areas very, very, very slowly where it's like barely touching the skin. And it's just like things like that where it was like all about like, it was all about like this. <laughs> I just got this image of like someone putting a sock on there and like, woo! Like some sort of puppetry. 
It was all about okay, like sorry. it was all about like observing your senses and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And then there was some stuff that was like very questionable that which they were kind of talking about in the thing, which was like talking about your root chakras. So they were talking about like the chakras in the episode, right? Yeah, yeah, the root chakra, yeah. um, which so is Miranda has the best quote of the episode. Oh, yes, yes, tell, about tell. That. Okay, so they're talking about the root chakra, and then she's the, like, moderator is saying, you know, it's it's between the, it's the perineum, between the penis and the <laughs> anus, and I think Miranda says, um, perineum, Latin for not without an engagement ring. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if I get that. It's basically like, so the woman is saying like, you know, this is the the spot to, you know, massage men. And then Miranda's basically like, yeah, I'm not doing that if I'm not like getting engaged or to this person. Like I'm not touching some random guy's perineum. (laughs) So I just, I thought that was a great Miranda. Fucking hilarious. Oh my God. That's So, so funny. In this I think what you were just mentioning, I think it's called, the technical term is like sensate focused. Yes. That's what it is, sensate focused. And for anybody who's interested in learning more about that, it's looking um, if, you know, if anyone struggles with intimacy or feel, or just like building that with a partner. Yes. Looking at sensate focused touch. And there's a lot to look up there for anyone interested. Um, Go on Reddit or Google. Yeah. And um, it's kind of cool. There's some really good stuff to build intimacy with somebody um, with that approach. She also yeah. mentioned something called a lingam massage. And I didn't get a chance to look that up. And I might do that right now. Lingham massage. I don't even know if I'm spelling that right. Yeah, I felt like this was oh, tantric lingam massage. Oh, so it's, it's a lingam it's, massage is a type of tantric massage that primarily focuses on male genitalia. Oh. Oh, what else is new? I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Patriarchy lives another day. Okay. <laughs> there is a yoni massage, apparently. Oh. Um, oh. Interesting. You, are, the, you know what this sounds like? So in the, the thing that we did, there is like a thing. It was really bizarre. Um, we, this is where we were laughing was like, you would like basically say, um, but you would like yell, um, into someone's vagina. What? <laughs> so you can like, yeah, you can like Gilly, send the, we just, why? <laughs> just so one like, word. Why? You were going through like various chakras saying like sending in like vibrational sound, like, um, and then you go down to the cooch and you're like, um. But <laughs> and that was too that? fucking funny. If you wanted, if couples wanted to, and we were like, this shit is so <laughs> fucking funny. <laughs> like, there's no way we can do this without laughing. Um, but I'm a, I'm a fan of any sort of like <laughs> sex positive exploration and yes, like me learning too. because I, I think we there's a lot of stigma and association and, you know, misconceptions about that you're just naturally good at sex. And I think yeah. you can naturally, you know, feel, I don't know. I don't, is there anything you're like, na- I feel like it's, it's okay intuitive, intuitive, right? Relaxed. You exactly. You can be intuitive. You can relax. You can feel pleasure. But I think for a lot of people, you have to like learn different things. And I think that's okay. And so I, it kind of bothered me that they were making a joke of it. And even though it was fucking silly and ridiculous <laughs> to see a grown man jacked off on the floor of a New York city apartment, 
I do think, though, <laughs> that I, I wish there was, like, more cool stuff like that. And we're so, in our society, so shunned away from anything that has to deal with sex and pleasure and learning. Yeah. It's only sex pleasure for, like, consumption and not totally. for, like, actively integrating into your life in, like, a healthy way. Yeah. Because I think it's yeah. kind of, like, taboo. Like, I think it's, like, I mean, I don't think it should be. But I think, like, just in general, it's, like, I don't tell everyone that I went to a tantric workshop. Because then it's, like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Or it's, like, oh. You know what I mean? So, like. Yeah, of But course. I think People it's very. judgment. I think it's very normal. And, but, like. You're, like, the- you tried getting your root chakra ohmed, right? <laughs> it's very beautiful. <laughs> like, there was also, like, a lot of hugging and, like, feeling each other, like, each other's like breath and like diaphragm like you know like what is it like you know breathe in air and release air like it was very like meditative in that way but what was really funny in this episode was okay so we were watching the episode and as we're watching the i'm watching the episode i'm like oh right this is the episode where the lady who's running the thing is essentially like jerking off her old husband in the whole thing and is going through this like whole like she's explaining that you're, you you got to juice it like an orange and like Miranda's like well, that's the last time I'm having that for breakfast or some shit <laughs> but the best is I'm I'm like oh my god wait I vaguely remember that it's gonna like shoot off into someone's face and then I was like whose face does it shoot off like I can't remember and then I was like going through all the characters and I was like, well, who would it be funniest to shoot <laughs> off into? And I was like, oh, well, it would be hilarious if they shot off into Miranda. But like, that's so cruel. Like they already like do so much mean stuff to Miranda. <laughs> like they already humiliate her all the fucking time. And then I was like, I and then I was like, oh, my God, like maybe it's Charlotte. But I was like, it's probably not Charlotte. And I was like, it would be hilarious if it was Samantha, actually. Like I know it ends up or being even Mar- Carrie or I even Carrie. It ends up being Miranda, but I think it would be so funny if it shot up into like Samantha or Carrie because I feel like with Samantha, like she has such an ego, and I would love to see that ego just like fucking brought down. Oh, <laughs> Carrie too. Yeah, oh, Carrie like, as either well. Of them. I know. I didn't like that it went on Miranda, and also Miranda <laughs> in this episode just like didn't really have a plot line. She was just like a supporting character with her little Miranda isms and little clips. Yeah. Because I think the main, her main plot line was just picking out new bedding because she wants yeah. to build good karma. Like if she likes the bed, men will come, so to speak. And the, I hated that color bedding so much. And I, even Miranda yeah. debates it. Yeah. She's like, I can't tell if I love it or hate it. I was on team yeah. eight. I do not want salmon colored anything. I don't. What I, my color my was skin that? I didn't color even pay would attention. blend into that. It was like a salmon pink. Like oh, the so sheets, bad. The pillowcases, the duvet. So bad. I know it, it. It wasn't good, Ew. but so Miranda, I don't know. Keep looking. I don't think people are gonna. That's not building good karma. Um, okay, so what else? In I think that was oh, for this episode. Other than Samantha's no. plotline. Oh well, I have a uh, Samantha Zinger actually. I'm a trisexual. I'll try anything once. Okay, what is it? It's actually like a Samantha Wise comment. Which I is, know which one you're going to say. Yeah, which is basically like Samantha's plot line is that two gay men who she's friends with who are a couple, they want her to be in a threesome with them because they, I guess they've neither of them have had sex with a woman. 
And um, she was like really surprised at first, but then she was considering it and she was explaining to Carrie and Carrie was like, oh, my God, they're gay. They're gay. Like Miss no- sex columnist. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, and Samantha says for a sex columnist, you have a very limited view of sexuality. And I love that she said yes. that. She finally called Carrie out on her yeah. just like antiquated views of everything. And she also said, which I thought was interesting, is she says that the the new millennium, which is, I guess, now, is is going to be about sexual expression. And it's um, going to be less about having sex with men or women. And it's going to be having sex with individuals. And she says, quote, soon everyone will be pansexual. And I was actually so... She's kind of on the money. (laughs) I know. I was like, she was like on a roll. I was like really surprised actually that she even used the term pansexual and that she was talking about. Spectrum as a sexuality. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She was that, imagining that being out, like that was before 2000. That was like 1999. Yeah. Like that, that thought process maybe in some communities or that, you know, way of thinking was probably in the minority. Whereas now. We talk about that all the time, like sex, like sexuality as a spectrum. And I feel like kids these days are so much more open. You look at TikTok, yeah. like what's expressed. So Samantha, definitely a Samanthaism or the zinger of the episode. 100%. That I was so at good. a free Britney weekend. I think I told you last weekend yeah. at a concert venue. It was an 18 and up event. It was for a bachelorette party. It was 18 and up. So we had like, it was so easy to get drinks. Cause like everyone was there was so young, but it was also really cool <laughs> because like everyone was so like unapologetically, unapologetically gay and non-gender conforming. And it was like, it was really cool to see this really younger crowd. Like, it was just so different. It's so, so, so different. I, I love living in a city like New York in that yeah. you can see so many different expressions of just yeah. like everything. I was at the yeah. beach on Saturday, and there was an entire group. And I don't know if it was, like, a support group for teens who identified as being trans. But the majority of, of the people in the group, from what I identified, were like not people who are non-binary. Yeah. And they were just like in bathing suits and having fun just with a group and to find a community. Whereas I think about people like in the town I grew up in yeah. or other small towns where it was just not like that. Yeah. Like you don't, there's no visibility. Yeah. And yeah. so living in a city like, you know, that you are, I am, I think we're really lucky and that we are, we get to see just a lot of yeah. people be happy but and it, free. And it's, yeah, and it's really, it's really interesting because it's so different from, like, honestly, our generation. Like, I think we were, like, probably, like, 10 to 5 years older than everybody, and there was such a different shift. Like, no one, like, Mm -hmm. gave a, no one, like, gave a fuck either. And there were, like, heterosexual, like, dudes there who were, like, really young, and it was just, like... It was interesting to see just, like, how, I don't know, at least at this event, how it wasn't just, like, a bunch of, like, straight bros hanging out with other straight bros. There were just, like, all sorts of, like, people there. Um, and, yeah, it was also, like, a free Britney, Britney event. Very, she's a very yeah. powerful unifier of, of yeah. gender, <laughs> creed, class, sexuality. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Um, all right, so in this episode, what fashion stood out to you oh my god she's fashion roadkill oh my gosh okay so i have one that really stood out to me okay so there's the one that i know of 
that I always remember in this episode where she's wearing yeah. this like fun floral kind of throw on like dress jumper thingy with like a metallic belt and she's got her hair like half up and like she's mm-hmm. wearing her like gold jewelry and I was like oh my god that look like would look great now like this was a timeless episode Gil timeless. when I saw her in that yes. black tank and the jean yes. skirt and the gold yes. necklace you and I yes. searched for the perfect yes. black tank top forever. And we yes, had it for a long time. Mine, I wore it until it was like in shreds. That American I, tight black Mine tank. shrunk so much that it was it was time to retire it. Uh, I, yeah, but, but that, that look of like the – to me, that look is timeless. And a great black spaghetti tank, super fitted – well, there was an, fabulous. There was another look in this episode that I'd never even seen and I was obsessed with. She was wearing very similar to that tank top, but this one was like a structured like leopard type of tank top. Yes. Like so and it was reformation. Yeah. It had like yeah, like a reformation type of structure. It had like a kind of sheen to the fabric and it was like this leopard top and it was like tucked into a pair of black skinny jeans and she looked and she had the gold jewelry and I was like oh my fucking god she looks amazing some, when Carrie does it she does it well and she does simplicity with a really nice little edge to it yeah. I love when she looks simple and wears basics because yeah. she has a great frame and she can yeah. really rock anything yeah. um, but the the clothing that Maybe it's midsummer. I don't know, but the the weather made me happy, and the outfits were so nice in it too. There um, was one bad outfit. It wasn't bad. It was just kind of. It looked like very Dirty Dancing esque when she had one? this. She on one of the dates, you know, she went. It was the a montage. Dress? Yeah, and it was kind of like yeah. this cinched, like fifties looking. It kind of looks, and then she had her hair up, like it was kind of like very eighties looking. I don't know. I didn't like that look, but yeah. I um th- there was an interesting scene in that whole kind of series when he's walking her home and he's not kissing her and he's worried because he you know hasn't ever had sex sober when she like tries to move in she like kisses him on the chin yeah. and I just like I just cringed yeah. because it's, it was just we've seen Carrie do it to Big before when she's like initiating affection and it's just yeah. very difficult to watch totally. Um, all right, so I'm trying to think. I think that might be it for this episode. What are you rating this? I had a religious experience at Manolo Blahnik. Okay, so I'm going to... After our discussion. You know, I'm going to keep my rating where it was because the way that the episode ended, I thought was really kind of unfair um, to the, the guy that who's in AA, which is basically what happens is Carrie is like, okay, like, not tonight. Like, we had sex last night and this morning. Like, can we take a breather? And, like... Basically, what happens is he's like, oh, okay. More. Like, more. <laughs> he, he wants to, like, keep having sex, but, like, she just basically, like, turns him down for the evening. And then he comes back hours later, and he's, like, drunk and wasted in the street and, like, yelling out her at her window and, like, making a fool of himself. And I just thought that was, like, I don't know. I didn't like how it ended that way. Like, again, it was, like... Like, as if it was the complexities were just kind of, like, shoved under the rug. Like, it was just kind of like, oh, of course, when Carrie Bradshaw rejects him, like, he goes into a downward spiral. Not that it's not possible, but, like, I just, I don't know. That was kind of, like, uncool to me. You know, I, I don't know. I kind of rushed the end of the episode 
And I didn't give it that serious of a thought. I I didn't realize it enough. And I think you're right that it was the ending now wouldn't happen because of how we talk about addiction, how we talk about recovery and relapsing. Yeah. Um, I I think this show and I'm curious to see how the and just like that starts reframing social issues, issues, because I don't think the show at the time really cared about it or maybe the conversation right. just th- that wasn't the audience for it whatever yeah. it was but i think you're right that it's now we were watching it in the, in the lens of 2021 it's difficult to enjoy something when you see the mistreatment of an issue that is important yeah and i think it's like I'm an gonna... issue when you deal with and when there's like trans issues and race mm-hmm. and, and now it's like oh can i fully enjoy this i don't know i'm gonna stick with my rating as well okay so i'm gonna that. okay so just for because I, because I didn't like how mental health was like yet again a punchline in the show. I'm gonna give I gave it a two. Oh my! I know. I, I know. gave it a 3.5. Oh, I think this might be the biggest diversion yeah. of, <laughs> of disparity. Um, the Manolo Blahniks, yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. The sunshine got me. <laughs> Some of the All outfits, right, girl. And, You're like fashion. Over, yeah. <laughs> Over Fashion mental health representation. <laughs> <laughs> um, so next week we have yes. um, another, not next, well, this will come out every two weeks. We have season two, episode 17, and I'm blanking on it, but I know what it is. 20-something girls versus 30-something yes, girls. Yes! This, this is, is the episode. episode we have been waiting for. I cannot um, wait. Yep, this is a really, really great episode. I'm hoping that we have a special guest on, but it's not for sure yet, but I hope so. So I'm really excited to record next time. Um, And yeah. See you later, alligators. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, chakras. See you next week, Natasha. Ooh, Mm -hmm. Natasha. I did that. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm.